Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, beautiful human. Thanks for letting us into your ears today. We are about to catch up with Bozzy, Andrew Bozzy, a man from Michigan, a man with many hits, and a whole new era of music to discuss. Please share this podcast with those you care about, hit subscribe, and let us know who we should be talking to next. Seriously, our couch is empty and ready at Zach Sang Show on any form of social media. Okay, here we go. Here's Bozzy. Hello, beautiful human. Hey, babe. My name is Zach. That's Dan. Yo. And we welcome to the studio Bozzy. Hey. Back. Andrew Bozzy, hello. What's up, baby? I You're, miss you. I miss you, too. You're a different person, aren't you, today than you were in 2017? I am. I definitely am. Obviously, Panorama happens. There's a lot of time to ourselves, a lot of time to reflect. Panorama, I like that. It, the only way to kind of lighten up a situation. No, that's good. that's good. Do you think back on the year that you had in 2017 at all? Like, over isolation and quarantine? Yeah. I mean, definitely, like, a lot. I mean, when you're first thrown into this and, you know, your music works. And I, I'm just a kid from Michigan. I, I'm a normal kid, you know. I, I just like making music. And I like playing shows, but I've never complicated it too much. And I've always been very free. And then you're thrown in and you do these interviews and people ask you to say something and to speak for something. And I think when you're asked a little early, sometimes you say what isn't necessarily needed to be said. And I think recently I've just tried to like, you know, uncomplicate everything and just try and be more of myself and have more fun making the music and not so much worry about the perception of everything as much. Is it hard to manage, like, I mean, dude, there's so much life thrown at you. And at the same time, you still just want to create and make music and do what you love and fulfill your passion. But there's life, there's fame, there's money like you've never experienced before. Like, is that nerve wracking to a certain degree now that you're kind of out of it a little bit? Yeah, it definitely is. And, you know, I think it as an artist, I think it really throws off like, the real idea of life is, you yeah. know, when you complicate it so much with how are people perceiving me? What do they think of my music? Is it doing well? Am I selling shows? I think you forget what it actually means to be human, which is just the simple stuff. It's like, am I taking care of myself? Am I, am I around people that make me feel good? When I wake up every day, am I trying my best to do something I love, not what I think people will love? And I think if you check those boxes, like, that's really all I'm looking for these days, you know? Do you think when you were making your debut mixtape that you were making music that you love or that people love? I think I was making music I loved at the time, for sure. 
Um, and that's something, my relationship with music has always been very healthy, but my, re- with making music has been healthy, but my relationship with the job hasn't always been healthy. And I still don't know how healthy it is, but the, the relationship I have with music is very pure. And I don't just try and shoot blanks. Like I go to the studio when I'm excited and I want to make something, but all the other stuff, like the media, like, I don't know, like I look at myself sometimes over the years and I'm like, you know, would you say that in front of your friends? Like, is are you being yourself right now? Or are you trying to create this like bubble version of yourself you think people want to see? And because you have to, you feel. Yeah. But it, do you create a bubble version of yourself because you feel like that's what people want? Or is it because you're afraid to show your true self? I think it's a mix of everything. I think it's because one, like, you know, not every interview is going to be like you who can ask like a genuine question. So I think when you want to, I'm a nice guy and I want to be friendly, but you know, sometimes you get asked stuff that there is no true passionate answer you can give, you know, it's like, well, you make music, you know, how, what's that like? And it's like, you know, I want to be friendly, but, um, it's very tough. And it's the same over and over again. And it's, in addition to like media, it's also people that you probably haven't spoken to in a while trying to come at, like, Dude, there's a lot of, when you go through what you've gone through, all of life is heightened, and it's like all of your life senses are like in the most vivid, brightest colors to the point where it's like almost blinding. It is very blinding. So you talk about your relationship with music being different than your relationship with the job. Yeah. What do you define as a job, a part of this? Definitely. I mean- the, the relationship with music is what I would do if I didn't put it out, you know? Got it. The relationship with the job is is coming to do interviews and promoting your record and, you know, kind of coming along with everything that an artist is asked to do these days, like be online and be in people's faces. And I'm just not really that type of guy. Like, I've never really liked to, like, I've realized recently is that, like, I, I don't want to, like, impose myself on people and, like, force myself on people. Like, I make music I love and, like, if you enjoy it, like, please check it out. Like, if you want to come see a show, please come watch. But, like, like everyone is in this race today, and I just don't feel competitive with my music. Like, I, I don't feel like I want to beat someone. I, I feel like, sonically, I'm just making the type of stuff I want, which is why it sounds different. But when you're also asked to come in the same space and promote it the same way, it becomes complicated, and that's ongoing. You know, that's something I'm learning how to do, and, you know, there's no rule book to this or manual, so... Something I'm trying to get better at, but yeah. There isn't. You, you hit on something really important. There is no manual. There's no rule book. And you were also really young. Hmm. Like when 2017, we're in 2021 now. Yeah. I mean, how old How old are you today? I'm 23 years old today. Nothing. Yeah. You are a fetus. Yeah. Thank you. It's like, I think uh, thank you. Yeah, dude. Freak, man. Yeah, man. Like it's a lot of life at a very young age at a very pivotal moment in one's existence. Yeah. Totally. Like, like that all hits prime growth. Yeah. You know, like your brain is still kind of a sponge at that moment. Mm. Wow. So what happens in your life where you realize that, like, needs to change? I think, honestly, just, like, being really unhappy um, and being really uncomfortable and feeling really frustrated and not feeling hopeful or not seeing a future and just feeling like the days are, like, something difficult to get through. Mm. Um, and, you know, it's not something I've I've beaten yeah and i don't think it's something any of us ever beat but it's something that i'm conscious on trying to work on and and i notice like when i fill my space and my priorities with if it's number one how my music is perceived and how my job is going like i'm going to be unhappy and i've learned that i just want to fill my space with things i can control like i'll never be able to control your opinion of me but i can't control how i see myself you know how i treat other people 
you know, what I do when I wake up, what I do when I go to sleep, you know, that's, that's up to me. And I think today we've given our ownership of our lives out because everyone's sharing their lives all the time that you forget that, no, it, it's, it's our, your own control, your, your own space to, to deal with stuff. And not everything has to be publicized or shared or given. And some things are precious, you know, some things you should keep to yourself. You know, was there a part where you felt like you were like everybody did have a stake in you, like all of your followers essentially divvied up your being and they all had their own little sliver of Andrew Bozzi? Yeah. Yes and no. You know, it's I'm never like I've never been like Billie Eilish where it's like my life is really magnified to that extent. You know, like I'm pretty modestly online, like a big artist, but like I've I've never really like. You know, that's always something that's bothered me personally. And yes, in the past, I've felt like a responsibility to share like relationships and to share like when I was going through something. And I think now it's like when you start the conversation, you allow other people to have their input, good or bad. So I've realized that I'm going to keep some stuff personal and I'm going to handle it the way I need to. And what I give people should be art and it should be something that can inspire them and I do understand sharing your story is important because it, it does help fe- people feel less alone. But at the same time, it's kind of damaging to yourself to do it. Yeah, so. but you can also do it through music. Like we're not talking about like getting rid of a narrative. We're talking about creating the right narrative that f- the right narrative. fills your passion. Yes. And like you said, could inspire somebody, could heal, could shed light on something that they've been going through that they, Definitely. And, and let them see it from a new way. And the way you said it is right. It's the right narrative. Yeah. You know, it's about not having no narrative. It's about how I share it. Like, I don't want to tell you my truth in Instagram captions, you know, like I'm going to sing about it. And I'm going to put it into my art and I'm going to let you perceive it however you need to, you know, to help yourself. But I think these days people give everything so clearly. It's like, this is the photo. This is exactly. And I think there's no more mystery. There's no more effort to learning things anymore. It's so easy to just see something, you know. Well, back in September, you shared something online about how you weren't happy. You were going through some things. Why in that moment was it OK to share something online? I mean, and even back to that, that's what I kind of was getting at the stuff that I want to keep personal now, because I kind of I don't regret sharing it. But at the time, it felt good to get it off my chest and to, you know, say something about it. But you know, I realize now that, like, it didn't help. It made me feel less alone, but it didn't deal with any of the stuff that was going on. And I think the mm. the truth about life is that the real stuff you have going on is, like, what you have to deal with in the daytime. Like, and, and a lot of stuff you can't, you can lean on people for support, the people you know, your parents, your your close friends. But the Internet, I don't think is a safe place to do that, you know, because people weaponize everything these days. And, and people want to see you vulnerable and they want to, like, you know, break that idea of you down so but again like when you do it through art or through a song it's different am i wrong in perceiving that like the stuff you put out in 2020 uh renee's song i got you crazy i don't think i'm okay i mean that seems to be the most personal set of songs you've ever put out yeah definitely and i think i'm i'm always doing that like i have no fear of making music you know like i I never think about it. That's why I said earlier, like my healthiest relationship in my life is with making music because I just I don't complicate things. I don't think about things like there's no barrier between me and my craft. Like if I'm speaking about if something's happening in my life, like you're going to hear me speak about it when it comes to music. I think just having to come out and be like a poster boy for the songs and like package it into this (laughs) perfect little thing is like difficult for me because I feel like I'm a really I'm a real human being. 
you know? And sometimes it's a skill to kind of be able to package that and market it. But I'm just like, I don't know, I'm just kind of like myself these days, you know? And by the way, like you should always be yourself. And I think you being yourself makes things a lot easier. And also like you shouldn't compromise who you are for anything because ultimately the promo and the marketing around a record will and always have to bend around you. You know yeah, what I mean? Totally. No, definitely. You do what you want to do. You do it how you want to do it and you share exactly how you want to share. Yeah. I feel like the fashion today is representative of where you're at too, to a certain degree. You look so good, bro. Thanks man. I appreciate really, it. Really extraordinary. Thank you. Thank you. What, like, do you, do you, do you pick this fit yourself or do you yeah. work with somebody? No, I pick it myself. You know, I've been, I've been just, I've been exercising my likes more. I think that's a way I've, I've found out to be happier. I think these days, like we look outward so much for what we should be into and the music we should listen to and the clothes we should wear. And I think I've just been like, you know, trying to put my phone down and trying to get out of this world that everyone else is living in and like go back and listen to older music and watch older movies and mm. really find like what I actually like, not what the world is telling me I should like. And I think from that, like everything gets better, you know, the music gets better and it gets easier. Everything becomes just clearer, you know, when you cancel out that noise. It's a fact that a child's body temperature rises three to five times faster than adults and leaving a child in a hot vehicle can lead to their death very quickly. Sadly, in 2020, 24 children died of pediatric vehicular heat stroke and Many of these incidences occurred when parents or caregivers simply forgot that the child was in the car. Unintentionally leaving a child in a car is a tragedy that can happen to anyone. So please, set yourself a reminder on your cell phone or place something you're going to need in the back seat to help you remember that your child is still in the car. If your partner or caregiver is taking your child to daycare, check with them or the child care staff to make sure that the child was dropped off and when you've arrived at your destination, always, always, always check to make sure that the car is empty. Heat stroke deaths are preventable. When adults take proper precautions, be safe and always look for your baby before you lock. Paid for by NHTSA. Were you, were you happy when you were recording Soul Searching? I don't know. That That's a tough question to answer because I don't think I'm the type of person that's ever like, you know, flowers and daisies in a moment you know I, I i think a lot and i complicate stuff a lot in my head you know i'm i'm always in the middle you know i'm always floating in the middle i'd say are you surprised that you're successful like did you ever like i'm assuming you dreamed of moments in your life where you'd have fans mm -hmm. screaming your words back at you but after the last year we've had and everything like does any of it surprise you no i'm great <laughs> no, okay. no, no, it doesn't really surprise me. Like, I make good music, and I, I think these days, like, that's what people want. They want to, like, listen to someone and be like, this is really identifying with something in me. It doesn't surprise me. I don't think anything that happens or has happened will surprise me, you know, because it's just the way life works. It, it, it works, it doesn't, and that's the beauty of it, you know. Do you think you're here because of luck, or do you think you're here solely on the merit no, of the art you put out definitely off the merit of the art i mean i produce and written any record i've ever put out yeah. from a to b you know what i'm saying so it, it luck doesn't really feel like a piece of it you know Jimmy. what's the difference between cosmic and as we go into a new era here um with a whole new song i mean i yeah. like that is 
you're working it in a big way. Yeah. Are we introducing a new era after this or what? Oh yeah, a huge era. And I and I think it's just a continuation, you know, like once again like any progress upwards I've ever seen in my life has just always been a decompression and just a simplification. So I'm just like it's just continuing down to the core of like I'd like to call it like my true authentic voice, you know? Do you know what it sounds like today or are you still figuring it out? Oh no, I got it. What characteristics makes up this authentic voice? Um, I think less outside influence from like what's popular, like before my older music. You know, I may have made the drums sound a certain way because it was the popular music I was listening to. But I think this comes from just like a pure, authentic place where it's really just me and the in Ableton and my voice. And yeah. Are you working with producers that you were working with on Cosmic? Or? I'm working with the same guy I've worked with since since Beautiful. We've done every single song I've ever put out together, just me and him. That's it. safety. Yeah, safety. But we've just you know, we built an incredible dynamic between the two of us. Well, and that's what I mean in safety. Like you could be your truest self and not feel judged. You could throw yeah. out any idea and not feel judged. Yeah, a session can go to, or you can be thrown off in a session and leave. And not be judged. Yeah. Like there is safe, there's definitely security and safety in there. Yeah, for sure. Does everything start with just you by yourself though? No, it's, it's very random. I mean, like the way we work, like I have a piano in my house and I'll sit and I'll hum little songs. I'll send it to Kevin. Like there really is no one way we've ever made a singular song. It's very random. And he's also like my best friend in the world. So a lot of it comes when we're drunk at like one thirty and... I start singing along to some beat in an elevator and we're like, oh, these chords. And then we get excited and we just start working. But that's by far the best part of the job for me. And it's really the reason I do it. And, and once again, what I'm saying in the beginning is I'm just trying to cut out the other stuff because I know I want to make great music and I want to create an incredible live experience around it. And those are the only two things that keep me motivated to do this, you know. And granted, you have to do some of the other stuff to do the other yeah. two well. But... It's that's that's the part for me, you know, it's creating, you know, I, I've been trying to do that with everything, even on Instagram or if I'm sharing something like I want to be offering you something creative or something that you could look at and be like, I like the colors here. Or I like the frame here. You know, it's intentional. And by the way, I think promo and marketing around records like that's not a forever thing. Like, you know, your promo load gets smaller and smaller, the more successful you become. Right. Yeah. The more arenas you play, the more venues you sell. And out. I have no. I also have no problem talking to people. You know, like I, I like having conversation. Yeah. I've liked every conversation we've ever had together. Thanks. You know, Mutual. like it's 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 good to talk, and I, I'm not precious about my ideas. You know, so I like to go and share them. Well, and I, I think right setting. You know, I think it's like really, eventually, you don't want to be sitting down with somebody and answering the same questions that you've answered a thousand times already. Yeah. You know, it's homogenized. Um, dude. I like that. You're saying it's a continuation, essentially, but sonically, are you doing anything different? I mean, when with Cosmic, like all the songs are really short. They did have a similar sonic vibe to it. What is going on with what's coming next? Yeah, I mean, I call I like that more and less of a continuation and more and more of a bridge into the newer music. You know, because it. it allows you to know that, like, I'm continuing certain themes melodically. You know, I like to make music that sounds good and that feels good. But the things I'm trying are, are once again, they're, they're really just sonic, uh, tempo-wise, uh, messaging-wise. It's it's tough to speak about. And I've also 
kind of got off the kick of explaining what it sounds like because it's art at the end of the day. You know, I just mm-hmm. created it. But the most important part is allowing people to have their own perception of it and, you know, find their own identity in it without me giving them like a precursor. Well, you know? for you, where did this start? Is it a beat you hear? Is it a line you come up with? How does it begin? I think a lot of it started with just personal identification like even before the music like it started with just like stepping away from a sec and being like you know what do you like like what do you really like and you know what movies are you inspired by like you know what i go through in my everyday life is kind of just like paint i use so i took a while and i gathered new colors and you know new tones and yeah interesting so like you gather new life yeah you live to gather new inspiration, right? Like that's what we're kind of getting at. And that's Definitely. like life experiences are new colors. And that's how you essentially make up this. Is an album done? There's a lot of music done. I, w- I want to be careful about how I share it though, because it's a different experience this time around that I'm kind of prepping for in a different way. Well, ex- you got to explain that. So I kind of can't. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like EPs? Or are you just going to drop singles strategically? No, over there's going to be a, a body of work. You know, but the body of work is important to, you know. Well, it's also your debut album, technically, correct? No, Cosmic was a debut album. Okay, so then what was the mixtape? It I, was just a separate, just little body of work why put did, out. Why did I, th- I got it confused. I thought Cosmic was being categorized as a debut mixtape, but you're right. The debut mixtape came after that. Was that like with, Beautiful wasn't, was Beautiful? No. Paradise? Paradise, yeah. I Fly were on the second great, one. Great song. Yeah, thank you. So this will be your sophomore album. It sure will. Even more pressure. You know what? No, though, like, I'm I'm really just, I really, I just don't care as much, you know? Because, mm. like, I'm the type of person that I'm just putting my intention in the right way. You know, like, I'm not going to put my intention on focusing on pressure. Like, my intention's on making great videos, coming up with cool ways to interact with people, making great art, and that's, like, literally all I care about. And Because if I go to bed at the end of the day and I check those boxes... I'm I'm straight. Like I, I'm not worried about anything else. That's really how I feel these days. So that's what do you attribute to that? Just experience? I know you went you Honestly, know. just drugs. Really? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but you've gone sober, right? Um fully? how do you how do you look at that bottle right there? No, I I mean alcohol's never been a huge problem for me. I mean, I just listen, the way I am, like I'm an extremist, you know, so I um I'm just learning how to live, you know, in a more sustainable way. Which is totally, I mean, they say everything is good in moderation. Mm-hmm. You know, leaning in too heavy in one direction over the other creates an off balance, an imbalance. That can Definitely. Really things. Yeah. Um, do you think about your time on Vine at all anymore? Or is that such a distant, like a, another part no, of you? Okay. No, um, no, I think, <laughs> I, I think about it. I think about it a lot. I think it's really cool. Like what it shows me is like a level of ambition I had as a kid. And I just like wanted something really blindly. Yeah. And I think it's interesting to continue growing, being that person and, and being like, wait a minute, I don't just want to be seen, you know, I want to show, you know, well, that's so, interesting. Yeah. You don't want to be seen, but you want to show. Yeah. I get that. I, I understand that. I started a radio show for my bedroom when I was a, a wee child at 14 and uh, th- my version of what Vine was to what you were doing, and blind ambition was the best way to describe it. Mm-hmm. Like you, like I really felt invincible. I felt like I could reach out to anybody. I could do anything. Same. It, because you know you're so young and you're just like you don't see anything but 
the dream, you yeah. know, like what that could be. And like, it's not even like that you're looking at like beyond the finish line. It's just, you're also like working to get the f- out of where you were in my case, New Jersey, exactly. in your case, Michigan. Yeah. Do you think about home anymore? I think about it all the time. And honestly, the more time I, I spend in L.A., the more I, I always see a necessity to go back and to just see real people and to remind myself that not everybody works in entertainment and not everybody is trying to be an actor or an artist. Is that most people just, you know, are looking for each other, which I think is a lot cooler, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Humans. Yeah. You know, yeah. camaraderie mm-hmm. instead of competition filling the streets. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like there's a competition here? Eh, I mean, it's a competitive game. Like, anything on this level is going to be competitive, from this to basketball. Yeah. Like, you, you can expect that. But I love something I heard Kevin Durant say, who's one of the best basketball players in the world, is they asked him how his game changed, and he's like, I just I don't compete anymore. He's like, I compete with myself. I wake up. I see how hard I can work. I, I put up as many shots as I can, and then the outcome is the outcome. But if I'm worried about, you know, what somebody else is doing and how they're spending their time, I'm just... I'm just hurting myself and my, you know, the energy I have to apply to this job. That's it. You're taking energy and putting it into something that is is not going to feed you or return anything to you. So out of your control and is not even connected to you. Yeah. I love that message. Yeah. Is there a reason all your songs are under three minutes? He talked about this last time. No, they're actually... Yeah, but I thought maybe it would change by now. No, there really really isn't. I just... I make the songs that I listen to. And I, I like, don't listen to... When I don't listen to my songs, I never finish a record. I'll never listen to, like, the last second of it. I make music that... I don't want you to skip any of it. I want you to listen to the entire thing. And so, you know, like, on the new stuff, there's a five-minute song. Because all of it is listenable, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, I'm only, it's never like some formula where I'm like, mm, gotta cut half of the song off, you know? It's just how when I make music, it's usually, you know, the time it ends up around. But the new stuff has longer stuff. Like, it's never anything intentional for, like, you know, the time. It's just how the music usually ends up being made. So you're gonna do a five minute record? Yeah. Is it finished right now? Yeah. And what story do you, are you telling in it? Um, it's the one about when I met you, and you touched my foot under the desk a little, and I got little butterflies in my belly. And uh, It was our first interaction. I'm so glad you, re- you remembered it. It was special. But why is a five-minute song needed on this album? I don't think it's needed. Like, once again, like, when I talk about making music, it's very present. Like, it's a present process. I'm not thinking, like, oh, I, oh like, we need to add something like this. It's just when I go to the studio and I'm inspired to make a song, like it creates itself. And I, I look back and I'm like, wow, this is a part of this body. But it's not like this this thing in my brain where I'm like, I, I need to have that, you know? Did you set rules when you went in to create your debut album and that mixtape? Same same way I'm making music now, same way back then. Like, just like, I just, I wanted to hear a certain sound and I made it for myself. You know, do, do you, as you sit here today, still feel like you have saved pop music or breathe new life into it? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't use the term "save pop music" anymore. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I was a young kid, and I was I was very in over my head. But I don't think anyone can save a genre. You know what I'm saying? Music recycles and it creates itself, and there's never one person who comes in. and And I thought at the time there could have been, but there's never a person who comes in and you know completely just put something on his back music is a community thing where everyone should make it and everyone should offer their side of it 
Um, and that's just what I'm going to do. And, you know, if it inspires some kid to make something different, one person, two people, a hundred people, I win. Like, I did my job, and I'm cool with that. It comes, like, th- like this mindset only comes with maturity, life, and understanding, right? A hundred percent. I mean, and just, you know, dealing with all you know? Well, yeah. and, and I think also understanding the true, like, the true impact of art. Because you're right, like, if your song... Touches somebody, allows them to heal, inspires them to make something new, take, like inspires a kid to create a song in his bedroom. I mean, you've done your job times 10. Yeah, 100%. Simplification, for sure. What's been the hardest part of this whole thing since 2017 to now? I think the hardest part of this job is having to spend so much of your day talking about yourself. <laughs> it kind of sets you up to be an yeah. like. If you really think the way the world operates is every time you have a conversation, people are digging deeper about you and asking about you. And it's like, I'm not a band, you know? It's just me. Even though I kind of wish I had more of the appeal of a band where, like, you want to listen to them and you want to see a show and you want to connect with them. But, like, you know, what's he eating for breakfast? Like, I am i don't know. Like, that's the part for this that, like, I, I seen in the beginning how it gave me an ego and, like, made me feel like I was a certain type of person and, you know, a certain type of energy and i hated becoming that you know like i i live to just be able to connect with anyone on the street and to enjoy the real pieces of life which is spontaneous and random and when you have that ego it's very hard to do that so i i i didn't like I, I caught myself now like learning okay like but i didn't like that part of it let's have for breakfast um <laughs> nothing actually i haven't eaten anything yet so i feel like that's the right thing yeah. Keep your brain hungry and focused. Yeah. Do you, did you have to change the people you hung out with? Because it seems like this Hollywood life, everyone is about me, 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 me. And you were often seen with a lot of the young Hollywood crowd. Did you have to kind of distance yourself from certain people? I mean, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm constantly, I constantly distance myself. Like, I think any time that I feel like anyone feels an expectation of my presence, like I usually go, I go radio silence for a little because part of growing a lot is like is letting go of these these roots that keep you connected to your comfortability and just separating yourself and allowing the right amount of sunlight and water to come into your space to grow into whatever it is you want to be. So I'm constantly like and that's a it's a lonely part, too, when you want to get better is, you know, learning to, you know, never let anyone in too much, because the thing is, is that people people's idea of you and how they see you and what you're constantly being told and and how they're naturally perceiving you is is what you're going to be so if you want to branch out you want to become a better version of yourself and you start doing things different the people who have recognized you one way are going to be confused and they're going to ask questions and they're not going to feel comfortable with it so i think stepping back from friendships is like and and a lot of other things is a very important part of growth you know people say that they freeze you where they found you Right. Like the first time they met you is exactly how they'll remember you forever. No matter yeah. how much growth you you go through, no matter what the evolution process looks like and what the end result is. Yeah. You're always going to be exactly. Yeah. Who yeah. They were when they first met you. Totally. It's interesting. Like I. Uh, I didn't think you were much of a loner, but the truth is you are to a certain degree. Certain degree. Definitely. I mean. I'm most of the time a loner, you know, which is tough, too, because you feel like you kind of battle a lot of the stuff in your head, you know, and that's why presentness is important to me and like going for walks and seeing things. And once again, that's that fault of the job of being asked about myself so much. You begin to think it really is all that matters. 
But then you go outside and you see people and you see houses and you see completely separate, you know, like importance to people. Yeah. Yeah. You understand that, like, you know, what's important to you means other- nothing to anybody else. Exactly. You know? Everybody has their own things that they give about. Yeah. Yeah. What at what point in your career did you realize that like materialistic things and money weren't going to bring you happiness? Because in conversations with myself, you called yourself a sad guy in a nice car. Yeah. Well, no, I was saying if in the song. That's saying okay. that I necessarily was, you know. Luckily, I, I do have great people around me. But I, I mean, definitely throughout quarantine, like was the start of it. And I don't know. I just I seen so much of me with jewelry and all these things that I kind of wanted to hide behind and. I just, I don't feel that way anymore. Like, I I don't like ring. I don't know why. I like things that have, like, that have, like, purpose to it. Like, wh- like a ring, I guess, is just, like, you know, to, like, for some sort of, like, fashion appearance or something. But I don't know. Just once again, back to, like, simplification and just, like, removing things that I'm trying to stand behind and just stand. Just stand. Yeah. Just be you. Yeah. You are, I, you're incredibly fascinating, dude. Thank you, you. <laughs> I'm a big Bozzy fan. I, I went back and too. was listening to all the albums and the music. It's so good. Thank you, man. It really I is. appreciate it. You're yeah. going to really like the new stuff if you like the older stuff. I was nervous you weren't going to ever come back on our show. Yeah. I really no, was. Of course not. I would <laughs> I would always come home to you, babe. Thank you. Always. That makes my heart smile. Can yeah. you tell me what song you recorded? Hold on. I'm having a frozen computer here. What song were you recording this day? Oh, great. This thing's not even up now. You guys, this place is falling apart, man. It's, it's a two-person show here. <laughs> People look at this online and they think, wow, they must have a big team. And like, no, you're looking at it. Yeah. Like, wow. I love it. It's true. <laughs> Can I borrow some money? Uh, yeah. Can I loan it from you to give it back to oh, you? Here we go. What? Here we go. This nice handsome oh, man um, checkered shirt. Okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll share this. Is that I'm sweating. That trip right there, I made... So I was there for a week, and we made four consecutive songs in the week that are my favorite on the entire project by far. Why? Why are they your favorite? You'll see. What no, was... I, I mean, I'll tell you that they were just so... You know, I talked about being present. It was like an... If there was a word for, like, ultra presence. Like, literally, it was just, like, simple, just pure music making. I, I really don't know how to explain it or, like, to tell you in the right way, but... Those four records are really, really special. Do you come in with an agenda or ideas, or do you come in blank slate and see where it goes? Blank slate. And we don't even, we like, we work in houses, so we never, like, we have to make music. Like, it's like we'll go the whole trip without making a song if that's the way it is. We wake up, we do yoga, we go for a walk, we try and feel good, we shower, and we sit down, and, and if I'm having fun and if something happens, we'll make a song, and if I'm not, we'll go do something else, you know? When you say we, who is we? Me and Kevin. So it's just you two on this trip? Everywhere. Well, me, him, and then I bring my assistant to, like, film and yeah. to tape everything. But it's just me and him, dude. <laughs> it's always been just me and him. Yeah. Where, where was cool. this trip? Yeah. Where was this one? This is in Topanga, California. Oh, okay. wow. Yeah. And I, I love Topanga. It's a magical piece of land for sure. Do you think your music sounds different depending on where you write it and record it? Yeah, definitely. It's interesting, too, because so much of it is just made in random Airbnbs. But... And it's like, it's not even, like, the Topanga songs sound like Topanga songs. But, like, I made iFly in, like, a small New York City apartment. And I don't think you would think I made it. And and it was raining really hard when I made iFly. So, I don't know. When you write, do you set time aside and go, okay, the next four days we're going to try something? Or could you be... No, they're always... So, these trips are all based around health. 
So, like, we go, we don't use our phones, we work out, we watch movies every night, we face mask, we do all the stuff that makes you feel great. And I feel like that's why the music sounds good is because I always put it, I make sure I put, you know, I really do, and that's a you know, reason, like, coming back into it, I was wondering why. And I do it because I really do love it. Like, I really do care about it. Even if I told myself I didn't, it's something I can't escape the way that I love making music. So, like, we go on these trips and it's really intentional. Like, we want to feel great, and that's the only goal. Like, if the only thing we did in those seven days was work out and be off of our phones and watch movies or read books or build puzzles and do these things that are in front of you, like, I win. Like, I'm cool with that. Is there a part of you, or was there a part of you at a certain moment in time throughout this journey where you tried to convince yourself that maybe making music wasn't for you? No, never that making music wasn't for me. But maybe about putting it out wasn't for me. Like, yeah, I thought about it. Because I was just like, it, it was draining me in a way that I didn't know how to turn off. And and I figured that out by taking the time away and just, once again, separating it from my human values, you know. It's like, I'm going to do it and I'm going to do my absolute best because I love it and I want to give people something great. But once again, like, if I'm enjoying it and if I'm proud of it, like, that's a win for me every single time. That's success. Was uh, I like that written on one of these trips that you went on? It was. It wasn't written in Topanga. It was written on a Malibu trip um, maybe like five, six months ago. Okay. Yeah. So how often do you go on these trips? I mean, we do them like maybe like every month and a half, nice. every month. And it usually just comes like whenever, and they're very, we don't, it's like I'll hit them the day before. We did one for this new project where I was like, dude, let's go to Hawaii. And Kevin's like, okay. So I come over and we just like find an Airbnb in five minutes and we book it. <laughs> And we book flights and we go and like we had no idea where we were going. We start driving and it's like an hour and then, you know, from the airport and it's just like darkness. There's no lights. There's no houses. And we're like, where did we book this place? And we show up and it's it's fully like 45 minutes away from a gas station. If you needed gum or a toothbrush. And we were really scared. And there was these frog noise that sound like birds and um we woke up and it was like paradise and it was like untouched green pastured land it was it was awesome yeah at night could you see a lot of stars so many i love that. the whole world yeah Not great yeah it's the best so would you wake up on like a friday and be hit with inspiration and then have to go to a studio or totally. do you try to contain it to these trips i can never contain it no we make a lot of songs in la too and what me and kevin do sometimes is like start an idea like, we'll, I'll come over and I'll start making the drums. I'll start producing the drums out a little bit. Like, maybe I'll record a voice note with myself singing over the beat. And then I'm listening to that and I'm getting excited about it for like the next two weeks. And I'm hearing verses. I'm hearing production stuff I want to add. Um, and then we wait. And then, because when you make the music, it gets tedious. Like, we sit and we stare at a screen for 16 hours. You know what I'm saying? And we like get it right. You know, like everything. Um so, yeah, it's always happening, though. It's never, like, make music, not make music. Like, I had an idea before I came here. I was voice noting, you know? So yeah. it's, it's always happening all the time. Will you take that voice note and turn it into a song in time for this next project, or is the next project already done? You know, I'm, I want to say that it will probably be a part of it just because, like, I don't, I'm not that type of artist either that closes the door on music. It's like, is it out? No. Okay, then it's open. You know, if I'm making something great, like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna cut it off. So that's it. No yeah. rules. No rules. 
So was this also a trip? Is there going to be some country-inspired stuff on this new album? Yeah, I actually have a song with uh, Keith Urban on it that I'm really excited about. I, I was just like, going to drop that for the first time. Yeah. Wait, are you serious? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. That would have been so sick. Nah, yeah. That was just a bad outfit. That's all that is. I think it's bad, a great outfit. I think it's a great outfit. Really? Yeah. Thank you. I was wondering yeah. if you were like in Texas or something. You were feeling inspired. and that's. I was leak. in Texas. I was in Texas. You know what? Nah, never mind. What? Oh, you can't do you that guys to us. Hear it? Get the f out of here. So me and Garth Brooks are actually working on something right now. Is, is I don't know if I trust you. Nah, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do in Texas? Are you there for health? No, nah, I just music? I just went what? with some buddies. We we just went. We rode some ATVs, rode some horses, shot some bows. I like Texas. So I could live in Texas for sure. A lot of people are moving to Texas. Yeah. There's a there's life there. You think That's you could true. sit down and write and record and produce an entire album yourself? Um, it's hmm. a good question. Yeah, I think so. But part of the music making process I love sharing with Kevin is that it's like I could do a lot of things myself, you know. But life is fun when you get to enjoy it with someone, when you get to win with somebody, and not everything is so self centered. And it's like I'm the god of music creation, you know, like. Music is a creating music is a beautiful experience that should be shared with people. You know, I think that's a great part of it. So that collaboration leads to growth. Yeah, definitely. Do you think life should be uh, lived alone or? No, definitely. I mean, what I've really realized by doing this job is that there is really no purpose to any of this other than connecting with people and finding people that you can see yourself in. You can see yourself through. There's no other reason. There's nothing like there's nothing to this job without having someone I want to look at if that's my fans and share this energy with like it's all we're trying to do. We're just trying to reflect positivity our entire lives with good people around us. That's the root, you know, at least I think. And by the way, it's accurate, right? It's like music has a way of bringing the best out of somebody. And but also like you, your fans have the same to you, but that's. It's a successful relationship all around, no matter who it's with. It's like somebody who brings out the best in you, and you bring in the best. Yeah. You bring out the best in them. Totally. One thousand. I don't want to get ask a too a, per, a question that's too personal, but like, do you re not regret? Uh, what's the right way to ask this? Would you advise another artist to name a song after a specific person? <laughs> uh, you know what? I don't know, man. I wouldn't advise or not advise. I think that. Everything just happens the way it should. Yeah. And it's like, if you do something and if you feel compelled to do something, it's like, that's your journey to kind of figure out, you know. Yeah, I feel like it's almost getting a yeah. tattoo of somebody's name on you, though. Yeah. It's, all, it's gonna live forever. I like that, though. Like, I'm cool with, like, I have some tattoos I don't love, but I love the idea that I got them at some point. I did like it, well, you know? Well, well, yeah, and also, like, serves as a cautionary tale or a reminder of what was. Exactly. Yeah, nothing's ever gonna be perfect, you know? You're never gonna always be happy with, like, every little detail and, and step you made. So it's like, you know, there's no point in hating yourself for it or beating yourself up about it. I say, like, you embrace it and you live with it. And Now that your music is, a lot of your music is out, you have a full catalog of records out in the world. How do you view them, looking back at them? Are they chapters? Are they moments in your life? Are they lessons? What? Yeah. I mean, I really love it. Like, I enjoy, even from the first song I ever put out, which is called Alone. I, I like Alone still. I put, I think I put it out in, like, 2015 or 2016. I listen to it, and it doesn't sound like I'm, like, I don't shiver at it. I love it. Like, you know, because the second I started making my own music, like, it was 
prideful to me in it. Every moment I made it, like I was really proud of it in my heart. And I don't think that ever changes when you really are proud of something. So, yeah. You remember when you toured with Justin Timberlake? How crazy is that to even say? Man of the yeah. Woods. It's crazy. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Casual. JT, baby. Would you want to do a tour like that again, or would you not want to open for an, an artist like him? Or not not like specifically like him. Yeah. Would you want to go on your own headlining tour? Yeah, I mean, no, I would, I would open for someone if the experience was right, you yeah. know? But I think I would really like to continue doing my own shows yeah. to have more control over the experience I can give people. You wrote for K-pop. Two records, mm -hmm. NCT Dream. You wrote for EXO. Then I think you wrote for China. EXO, baby. EXO. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's oh not my cool. god, they're gonna come after me. I know you're screwed, man. Those uh, are my guys. So I, I'm gonna come after you too. You're, you're canceled. What is you're it like? Canceled. Sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What is it like working with them? Was it from afar? Did you actually go over there? No, I went to South Korea. Um, I've been a couple times. Um, it's awesome, man. Those guys are so cool because they're so good at like. I mean, all of the K-pop acts are so. Choreograph, had a choreographic, choreograph choreographed, no choreographically talented. Jesus, that's not a word. Though. I'm sorry, <laughs> it just isn't. I'm sorry, but you know what I mean. Those guys are so, they're so good. You know, they're so like, I don't know. I, I really appreciate the way they handle art, like from how they dress and how they dance. I don't know. It's really cool over there. It is. I mean, it's, dude, it's the ultimate art form. Like every little thing is manicured, the nuances, mm. but like. There's genius and nuance, you know, mm. and any sort of K-pop act, they really figured it out and every little bit matters. Yeah. I've actually contemplated going to South Korea and like working on my own stuff with like the Korean labels because they're so cool. Like they just, yeah. I don't know. What do you think they could bring to your music that's missing? I'm not telling to the music. I think just behind the visuals. Like if you see these these like K-pop music videos, like they're just they're so like well thought out and they're so like they're just different. I don't know. They're cool. I like how they they animate the visuals behind the music. I just think they're great. I'm excited. Yeah. For this new era of music, I'm excited to watch you grow. Are you even interested in writing songs for other people right now or no? Um, I haven't for the last three and a half years but i'm gonna start again pretty soon just because i'm making a lot of music and like i kind of see it again as something fun like for a while i didn't but now i'm i'm definitely gonna get back into writing is for it other a people. different type of challenge for you yeah it's definitely different because i've made the music so personal so yeah. it's like when i go you know talk about something that may sound good but that doesn't mean something to me it's it's definitely a contrast but yeah do you need to be in a room with an artist or can you work off a brief um, or do you rather just give them something that you didn't cut? No, I, I, I like doing all of it, you know, like there's really no specific way. Yeah. It'd be cool too writing for other people. Cause on my stuff, I work with Kevin, but writing for other people, you know, branch out, work with different producers and writers and Blake Shelton, Blake Shelton, Keith, Matthew Urban. McConaughey. That's a good one. He could be he's the a, governor of Texas one day. He's a talented guy. He's yeah. a good guy. <laughs> yes. You know him? I do know him. Shut the f up. No, I like, we met, like at a, a, a campfire. <laughs> Andrew Bozzi's a new album or something, a new project, a, a new era of music, but we don't know how it's going to be released. We know that there's going to be a body of work, but there's... A new song coming out next Friday. Whoa. Nope, just kidding. <sighs> I don't know if... I mean, half this interview could be a lie. We will never know. No, honestly, you're going to leave and be like, you'll really never know. Like, I could be lying about all this growth, you know? I'm still a piece <laughs> of shit. I don't know. <laughs> Do you consider yourself a piece of shit from back then? No. 
I don't because I had good intentions. Yeah, I could. I think you were just. A kid. I never. I was a kid. Yeah, I was never. I've always had good intentions and like these big statements is me just. I, I thought I was helping people or can inspire people, you know, but no, I've I've never been in that. I've always had a good heart, at least I think. Look, look into those eyes. Come on, listen Should to have his had record. This the whole time. Yeah, it's there for you to pet. I like that. I did have one more question. You mm. got the Grammy nomination. Is it important for you to win one? Well, I lost, so I'm going to say no, but no, I'm kidding. Uh, no, nah, I, I, it was for like a remix of my song too. So like I would, if I did win a Grammy, it'd be cool. I would want to win for like, maybe like just straight up like an album or a song or, you know, something that's solely off me, but yeah. Yeah. No one watches that show anymore. It's fine. I'm careful about what I say. Anyway I know. Now, so. <laughs> yeah. How do you measure success today in the year 2021? Um... You know, just like what I said, like 500 times this interview, (laughs) I'm kidding. You know, if I like it, if I'm happy with it, if she's happy with it, you know, then it's a W for me. Big old W. Andrew Bozzi. I like that. There's a link in the description below. Will you come back album time? After this, probably not. But I think we ran our course. We're done forever? Yeah. Yeah, Another two years, three years? No, I'll definitely be back. 100%. Always great to talk to you guys. We appreciate you, Andrew. Yeah. Bozzy, everybody. Thank you, buddy. Hey, beautiful human. Thanks for joining our conversation with Andrew Bozzi. I really appreciate you. Seriously, thank you so much. Please share this podcast with those you care about. Hit subscribe and let us know who we should talk to next at Zach Sang Show on any form of social media. Please be safe. Hug your family if you can. Don't go to jail and have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Peace and love.